this is the kind boy from the islands. You are now listening to the Schmear campaign with TW and Kirsch Cat. Hello and good evening. Welcome to episode 64 of the Schmear campaign. I'm your host Brian in Jersey City where it's 41 degrees. Beautiful sunset looking out towards the west. And uh, back in 1976 is my esteemed colleague T.W. T.W., what's you doing? Miami Vice tonight? Uh, you know, just... Uh, oh, it's, oh, by the way, sorry. It's beautiful yeah. and 74 degrees. I wanna, it's, it's actually kind of partly... It's kind of overcast right now. But, oh. um, yeah. Um, yeah, more like 1984, Brian. More like 1984 down here. I'm just trying to take every opportunity I can to wear patterns that are not stripes. But we'll get to that later. Uh-huh. Does your 1984 reference have a have a, a particular meaning? Um, listen, that's what I like to call in showbiz a tease, my guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, all is well. All is well. Good to Happy be back. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You know, we just, not it, after January 15th, that's it. Right. Well, we're still in the window. Plus, we're we, still in the window we, for the happy listeners a happy new year because uh, you know we had the uh, the COVID episode on the twenty second. Yeah. And then, um, by the way, I'm good. I'm cured. I defeated the China virus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we we had a little holiday break. So this is our first. That's why it's appropriate to say happy new year. So oh, hope everyone and Merry Christmas. I guess we're we're ready to go public with the news that uh, that that I'm I'm gonna be a papa. I I, I thought it was gonna be a little bit more uh, more fanfare behind it, but yeah, let's go. Where's fan? What 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 kind of fanfare would you I like? Something. Well, you could clap for me. Yeah. Go ahead and clap. Please clap. For some reason, I don't think we picked that up. That sound didn't come up. Not that I heard. Did you hear what you heard it though? Right? I did not hear it. You didn't. I think Zoom. I think Zoom recognizes that as background noise and oh, mutes it. That could be. That could be. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, my friend. Thank you very much. I'm very proud. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, Melanie and I are uh, expecting um, a boy in June, at the end of June. And uh, you, you go to the gym one time and, and you're like, you know, drinking <laughs> gallon water bottles. Like, you're just, <laughs> you're incredible. Uh, <laughs> you know, First off, you should, I mean, not to interrupt this announcement, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the only way to stay in a routine. If you get, you know, get, yeah, you, you got to like, back, you gotta jump right back into it. Got to jump right back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm taking like a supplement. So you need a drink. So um, anyway, back to the announcement. Right. Um, Melanie had, uh, it's January 12th. We're recording this. Uh, Melanie had her, uh, another uh, scan today. All is well Ooh, in the world. By the way, probably one of the best scans I've seen. Tell me why. 
just looked like a good scan. Right, oh. just looked like everything was was where it needed to be. Huh. Good elongated baby. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, according to the ultrasound machine, he weighs seven ounces, which is is kind of big for. Uh, you know, so yeah, seven ounces, still the size of a large onion. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah, no, it, it is mind blowing for sure. Um, and uh, what else? What else? What else? Any uh, names yet? Do we have a name? Uh, just that you and I call him Agamemnon. Well, yeah, for other reasons. And, uh, yeah, which we can actually just briefly mention that you and I, since the last time we recorded, our lives have basically changed. Um, dramatically. Dramatically. Yeah. And, and it has nothing to do with your child. Yeah. So we're, we're excited. We're, we're really excited. We just, you know, signed the lease for a two bedroom apartment, staying in Jersey City. Wow, so amazing. Can stay, uh, you know, stay within a close commute of New York, and then uh, who knows what'll happen after two years? But everything's checking out okay, and uh, you know, baby boy Kirsch is going to be a part of the next baby boom generation. It really is. I mean, this if there, I know we said it last March, but it, there is going to be a, this is a baby boom, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know birth rates are coming into a pretty shitty world, but you know. Listen, it's it is what it is. a thought that's crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you for your Mazel Tovs. I'll keep everybody um, apprised of uh, milestones. Now that we have a baby uh, in the mix, I mean, this is something that we're going to need updates on. We need to learn how parenting classes are going, maybe tips for Kirsch. You know, you could, you could tweet them at us, at the Schmear campaign, uh, you know, and uh, we're going to have to bring on like a dad or something, you know, like a famous dad. Okay, you know any? I can find someone. Uh, I mean, you're the guest booker. I am the guest booker, yeah. So, even uh, though I, even though I book, <laughs> I get like two guests, and one of them is the recurring guest. Right. Right. But we always try. It's not for a lack of trying. Sometimes it could be for a lack of trying. It's not, I message people randomly all the time on Twitter. Asking them to come on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, show me the last one that you sent out. Randy. Stu Finer. What? Stu Finer, like a week ago. Oh. Yeah. Then before that, Coach Duggs. Yeah. In large, I always follow up with him. Hope he's recovering well. Yeah, God bless, large. Uh, the China virus got him. Um... And uh, the reference that we made to our lives changing was in the last few weeks, Tall watched The Sopranos for the first time, and that was life-changing for him. Life-changing. Truly life-changing. And I watched Oz, which, at you know, growing up, I just, always, not growing which, up, but like, way, hat tip Tall. Thank you. Uh, see, I, this, is nat this comes natural to us. We just read each other. I know. You know? Um, and Oz, which I thought was just a gay show. There is a lot of gay I know, stuff. I told, you, I told you, yeah, but it, there is like a lot of prison rape, but it's not about... Right, it's yeah. not a gay show. Exactly, and I told you that, but yeah. it took you a while, and then eventually you just said you, you ripped the band-aid off. Yeah, and once I did, I... Um, 
I loved it. And my only complaint was, and, uh, you know, I guess this is kind of like a spoiler warning for, not a spoiler warning, but just maybe, um, uh, I don't like to set expectations for TV shows for people because I feel like it ruins it sometimes. Right. they probably could have stopped at the end of the fifth season. That probably could have been... Yeah. The last season was not as good as the rest, but one through five, some of the best TV out there. HBO has great classic TV. Late night, mid to late, mid to the mid-90s, to the, or late to mid-90s, early 2000s was peak HBO television. Oz, The Wire, The Sopranos. I mean, what a run. Yeah. Yeah, Probably the only reason, I mean, that is what, and HBO was around before that and obviously making money, but it could probably be argued that if those shows don't happen for HBO, HBO falls by the wayside like numerous of these fucking companies. Easily, and I think that there's so much, and, and it just goes to show you, like, how talented the pool of actors was that they got for, you know, I think Oz came first. Um, and, yeah, I think Oz and The Wire were definitely before. Yeah, but then, you know, The Sopranos, same thing, like uh, Edie Falco. I, I, yeah. I yeah. had no idea that uh, Carmela Soprano. Yeah. I had no idea that she was in Oz before. I didn't know any, you know, J.K. Simmons is, is, is great. Edie um, Falco is in Oz? What? Edie Falco's in Oz? Yeah, she was the the first the first female guard. Yeah! Oh my god! Yeah! Wow! Well, you know, now I've been watching like some stuff on YouTube to like you know after the ending and stuff, and there's a podcast. Maybe I'll reach out to them. Steve Sherpa, the guys on you told me he's on Blue Bazaar, who was uh, Bobby Bacalao and uh, Chris Moltisanti <laughs> with Chris Moltisanti's character Michael Imperioli. They have a podcast. They have a but listen. They have a podcast called Talking Sopranos. And, oh, really? And what they've done is, I think, I, I think now they've, I don't know, if they've gotten past that point. But of every episode, so like their episode one was like, you know, talking about different stuff. And then they do a review of episode one of the show, and I think they do that every pod, and they interview different people. So I listened to an interview last week uh, with Artie Bucco, and apparently, like. They Artie Bucco originally like so like the only the biggest the only big actor they brought in was uh what's his name? Gandolfini and Edie Falco was in the rotation. But a lot of these people like were local New York Broadway actors that they brought in for stuff like that. They also interviewed uh Furio. Furio, not Italian. I mean he's an Italian, he's Italian, but he's not of Italy. Like oh, really? he's an American Italian. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, it blew my mind. Yeah, blew my mind. Yeah, he yeah, played that off well. Yeah, so maybe we might have to get some. Maybe we have to get now that we both fell in love with those shows. Maybe get an Oz. What's that called? The show, the show, the podcast. Yeah. Talking Sopranos. I'll send it to you on Instagram. Talking Sopranos. Yeah, that's um, that, that's interesting. I uh, I think that Sopranos was just. You know, even Stevie Van Zant, you pointed out. You know, like that's yeah, Stevie Van Zant, crazy. Anyway, so uh, who are you texting? Can anything be more important than me right now? Yeah, it was somebody. It was an attorney had called me for. Was it really? Renee, go. 
Why you make my life so difficult? Sorry. No, you're good. I just told her I'm on a run. I'll, I'll call back after. No, I'm talking about you saying people's names. I didn't say. You bleep it out. Okay. Yeah, bleep it out. That's not how it really works, though. Like, I have to but still you go can, in and you, You've done it before. You've bleeped out in the past. But when it's I editing. It. It's not like just putting a bloop. Like, it's... I know, but just do it. You're good at that. Oh, thank you so much. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Has much happened since uh, our last episode? Few things have happened. Huh. Interesting. What's well, happened? Let's, let's uh, set the table for us because one of them is pretty much your wheelhouse, and we have we've, we've kind of gone away from it. For well, do you want to start politics or you want to start sports? Let's just, let's just fucking, what's it called? Let's just uh, rip the band-aid off. You know, why not? Why delay the inevitable? Get the politics. We the sports we can run right through. Okay. Um, so, the obvious elephant in the room is... That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Is the fact... Well, the, the, the elephant in the room is the fact that there was an attempted um, insurrection against the United States of America... And I think that Donald Trump is probably like 45% to blame for the uprising, the attempted coup, as some, some are calling it. And, um, what? You're not calling it I'm that. Not, I'm, no, I'm not calling it that. Right. No, I'm not calling it an attempted coup, but I am calling it... An, it is an insurrection. You make you make, uh, you make make faces about that, but these were people that took up um, arms, so to speak, in the form of fire extinguishers and chairs and... It's not a fucking insurrection. It's the... It's the it, come on. We're using that word way too liberally. No pun intended. It's no, I don't think... No, why don't you just call it what it is? Why is that so difficult? Because it's not an insurrection. No, they were not trying to fucking get in and stop anything. They were just... They weren't? No. So the guy with zip ties not trying to stop anything. Not trying to make something happen. Probably not a great idea to bring zip ties to the Capitol. Zip ties that were, you know, the ones that were handcuffed zip ties, not like yeah. zip ties that you use for fencing. Like, well, we don't know. First off, we don't know why he had zip ties on him. This is just all. We don't know story. why he had handcuffed zip ties on him. We there's plenty of reasons why he could have had it. We just don't know why he had it. We could assume. Well, assuming you know, when he makes an ass out of you and me, this isn't a courtroom. It will eventually will be in a courtroom, sir. Why is did that? Did you see that attorney for the guy? Did you see, by the way, did you see that attorney? I have to send you the video. You know the guy that stole the, the podium? Yeah. He, his attorney had a press conference, and he was a fucking terrible attorney. He comes <laughs> out and he goes, you know, the picture is not, you know, it's probably not the best picture for us. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Like, Jesus Christ! But getting uh, out in front of it. Yeah, get out in front of it. Um, so sorry. Continue. No, uh, so I'll give my rebuttal. Okay, that's fine. I I think that listen, whether you want to call it an insurrection, whether you want to call it a riot, whatever, it was against. It was. It took place in the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol building, 
the um, the um, the the picture perfect example of liberal democracy, and we are, and it was a bad it was a bad day, and those people thought that they were going in there to um, to have an impact on the House and Senate voting on the Electoral College. That's why they were there. They were pro it, it started out as a peaceful protest outside with hundreds of thousands of people and then you have the you know the extremists who decided to break in in into the US Capitol building on national TV live for the world to see. So whether you want to call it an insurrection or not, I think is really fucking irrelevant to the conversation. But what I do think is relevant to the conversation is the fact that Donald Trump is about 45%. I'm not even saying he's half. There are just a lot of people that are involved. But 45% is obviously, uh, you know, a, a large plurality in this. And I think that we all... I don't think he should necessarily be impeached. I like the idea of censoring... I, I think that that would be appropriate. Even Kevin, Mc you you shake your head. Even Kevin McCarthy, the guy that voted to uphold the president's fucking crazy conspiracy theory that the that the election was stolen from him. Kevin McCarthy brought up the idea of censoring. So don't shake your head at me like it's some loony establishment fucking crazy nonsense. Don't give me that, okay? Don't give me that. That's bullshit on your part. That's bullshit. bullshit. If you have something to say, now's the time. I was not aware of Kevin McCarthy's comments. Thank you. But I still don't agree with it. Oh, you don't have to agree, but don't think that it's like some elitist establishment you know, idea. Is it my time to? Talk? I said it. I said now's your time to talk. If you have something to say, otherwise, otherwise we can move on and take my statement as as. I, the to, I do have something to say. I just thought that your comment was to uh, the Kevin McCarthy issue, no. right? and that's why I stopped. No, go. Um, before I get started, violence, uh, rioting, uh, uh, death. As a result of such damage, as a result of such, I condemn it both last week and I condemn it when it happens in other forms. It's not right. That's not how we get things done. The beautiful thing about the United States of America, bud, is as follows. Whether you agree with it or not, as crazy as it is or not, you can believe whatever the fuck you want to believe, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, as long as it doesn't, you know, cause upheaval, uh, you know. Uh, but you can believe, you know, you can protest against the obvious issues with police injustice and social justice, and you can protest that you think, hey, there are some issues with our elections, and there needs to be that need to be addressed. Now, some of those things got taken a little too far, and that's what happened. But that's what's great about America, that you could do those things. However, when it gets to the level as it got last Wednesday, that's a bridge too far, and it was embarrassing. Uh, now, I think what happened was as follows. 
Um, I think that you had a lot of people that came up to Washington, and this is at the fault of Trump. I'd make it maybe more 5 to 10% uh, at fault. Um, 5 to 10% Donald Trump at fault? Are you yeah, out of your mind? Because everything has been incubated through the media, the social media. Big he, he takes no responsibility in your mind for anything. I let you talk. I let you talk. You did not let me talk. You interrupted me at least twice. So what happened was this. And you're gonna listen, Donald Trump did tweet about you know January 6th, you know, this is gonna be you know a big day, all that stuff. Everyone else tweeted, see you January 6th. I think there was truly people that came to Washington in mind thinking that there was gonna be some type of change, that something was gonna happen, whether it was Donald Trump was gonna make an announcement, whether it was gonna be Mike Pence. And when nothing happened, and then Mike Pence also had a statement out that day, you had a lot of dumb people. You had a lot of dumb people. I mean, I'm finished. When you had a lot of dumb people that were radicalized in one way or another, and that happens on both sides, and this happened to happen to be on our side. And you know, it was like an episode of South Park, and they stormed the Capitol. I condemn that on all fronts. Uh, I think that a lot of people just bought a stupid theory when in reality, and even like with the lawsuits and stuff, most of them were fucking dumb. Uh, when reality, the real issues of this election should be we shouldn't be allowing states to unilaterally change rules in years of election, even during a year of pandemic, because that fucks some stuff up. That should have been the focus. But when, when you allow stuff to get radicalized, it gets out of control. And I condemn that. I condemn that on all fronts. And that does fall partly at the feet of people like Rudy Giuliani, Donald J. Trump in, in, the, in, minima, in the minimus. Um, However, the media has, you know, just has really pushed people on the edge. And there is there is a boiling point in this country, not just of this, but people now, you know, whose businesses are closed. And you see, God bless Dave Fortnite, like what he's doing with the bar stool fund. But, you know, there's a lot of frustrated people out there, and it really was a powder keg. Now, you have more crazies out there, because the people that rushed that capital were people that really bought into a crazy idea that there was enough votes that this was stolen. I don't buy that. You know, I've always said there, not, there was never enough to change anything. So, you know, but the problem is this, just like with COVID, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. And what's happening now by, you know, Twitter censoring Donald, and Donald Trump has shot himself in the foot so many times, said the wrong thing. And that's one of my biggest criticisms. And when he makes, needs to make a layup, he takes a full court shot and shoots himself in the foot. And it goes back to the good people on both sides, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, and so on and so on. Uh, but the problem is this, is that you have Twitter now censoring him and censoring him. And, and that's not a First Amendment issue. They're a private enterprise. You know, people need to realize that. You see a lot of the lawyers that really don't know the Constitution. Uh, but it's not about that. It's about what are the limits are in place. Because you have the Ayatollah of Iran on Twitter tweeting death to Israel, death to Jews. Oh, you have fucking child porn on Twitter. Like, where are they going to draw the line? It's clear that there's political motivation behind this private censorship. And it's a problem. We're living in, in, and that's why I said we're living in 1984. Uh, and we all know who's pulling the strings. It's the Democratic Party. It's the um, it's the deep state, and we know that. So that's that's what's happening. You let me know when it's my turn. With impeachment, they're, they're they're doing this, and they're they're running they're, they're, what they're doing with oh, what if they're a Black Lives Matter? They, they they might know how to take advantage of a crisis, but they also know how to beat a dead horse of Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> this impeachment thing's never going to stand. You have no you have no evidence of him inciting uh, riots other than his statements on Twitter. And statements alone can't be a pro you can't prosecute just on statements alone. Um, 
there is, um, you know, they, they're doing this just so they could say to people that vote no on, on, uh, on impeachment, say, oh, this person voted no on insurrectionists. You know, don't vote them in in 2022. That's what it's all about. They're dirty. That's all it is. I'm done. Is it my turn now? Yes. Okay. Um, it's amazing to me that you think that he's only responsible for 5 to 10% of what went on in Washington on January 6th. It's absurd. Um, just, just curious, just curious. And I give you, I, I give you, you know, the ability to respond, please, as soon as possible. Uh, does, does Donald Trump bear any responsibility for Republicans losing two Republican-held seats in Georgia, Senate seats in Georgia? Yeah. More so than January 6th? They're still in the 5 to 10% range. Probably like 30%, 25 to 30%. Oh. Hmm. It's it's weird that like there was such, that there's such a difference. Well, I think the media is is, is 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 heavily responsible in the way they covered the candidates in that election. But that's that's for another day. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I think that it's just ridiculous that Donald Trump gets to uh, you know now go out to the southern southern border and. I mean, he's the uh, president of the United States. No, no, I, I understand. If you let me actually finish speaking for once, yeah, you, you, would, you would understand my point. Um, you know, he gets to go out there and call for... Hello? Something happened to your screen. Uh, am, I, am, I, am I being beamed up? I don't know. <laughs> beamed up. Oh, my God. Wow. Live. Live. Thank you. Oh, but no other person to be to, to witness your beaming. Live long and prosper. It's recording though. Wow. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. That that's something we could talk about later too. Um. But anyway. So. Yeah. I I, I think that. We're, we're, we're. You and I agree that this was a terrible day. What we don't agree on is Donald Trump's culpability. I don't think that he should be impeached. I think that's absurd. But I also think that people like you don't hold him to enough account. And I think that he needs to be repudiated. Like, he needs, people need to know that, like, Donald Trump's political career is over and that he shouldn't be able to run for president in 2024. That, you know, the Republicans need a new, um, uh, a new generation of leadership, uh, hopefully not Ted Cruz, uh, because that would just that I I don't think the country could ever recover from from a Ted Cruz to be honest, and um, yeah, so we agree to disagree on some things and agree on most things. Tremendous love, always prevails. Um, I am ready for this saga to be over. Oh, it's just beginning. Not the, I mean, this song is going to be over, but we're, we're entering a new world order, my friend. I, I understand. I'm just saying... They don't podcast anymore. They might shut our podcast down. They might. They might. So, everybody, just remember that the next time you're at the, at the voting booths. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So, anyway, that's...
pretty much it for politics. Joe Biden gets sworn in a week from today. A week from tomorrow. Don't get don't get so excited. Oh yeah, Wednesday. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And how you feeling about that? I'm okay. I'm, I'm like whatever. You know, it's I'm not gonna sit here and sulk about it. Are you? Re- do you feel like it? Do you feel like I? I I don't want to hear like tired of tired from winning because Donald Trump hasn't won in a long time, but are you are you tired of all this? Like I'm I'm just exhausted from all of this exhausted. all the time. I haven't watched. I still haven't watched. I mean, other than last week, obviously, I've tried to avoid the news. You know, I'm tired of it. I just I just need to. I don't post about it on social media anymore. Yeah. I'm done. It's, well, that's that that's a no win ball game. That's a no-win ballgame, you know. It just—it is arguing in circles, you know. So I'm just—I'm tired of it, you know. Big J just went live. Oh yeah, we need to get Big J on the podcast. I wonder what he's doing. Oh no, Big Boy yeah. Farm. Yeah. No flight sim. Um. So yeah, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. I'm All right. So then let's talk about on. something that you're not tired of. Well. I mean, it's it, you know, if we would have recorded last week, I was a lot more emotional. Like, I was really hurting after last Sunday. The Dolphins were eliminated from the playoffs, and everything that they needed to happen for them by teams, you know, winning or losing didn't happen. And they just laid a fucking egg against Buffalo. And it was just not – it was so – I mean, you watched them. It was the most unlike, you know, Dolphin performance from a Florence team. And it wasn't like they had COVID issues other than Fitzpatrick had COVID. But, you know, it really wasn't even on the – I mean – the defense game of 56 points. So, you know, now you had the, the there was a the talk, you know, they always are the Dolphins. People after the game came out and said, oh, the Dolphins are going to publicly support Tua. They did, obviously. And, you know, I, before I get to what I'm going to get to, I'm all like, you, you watch them, you know, and you see the University of Alabama, you've seen what Tua can do with good weapons. And that's what this team really needs. I mean, the guy was throwing to two guys who played quarterback for you know, their respective college teams. So not to beat a dead horse, but the guy, if he has a chance, and remember, he was, this is an untraditional offseason, but he was in rehab for his hip, and then there's all, everything's virtual. So you're not a real training camp for him to perform what he did. I give him credit. He played well. He's just young and raw, and, you know, he needed a new offensive coordinator, which he's getting, thank God. But uh, if the opportunity, so I don't want to move on from him for anyone else besides... There's a rumor coming out of Houston that maybe Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's going to actually happen. I think it's a power play by Deshaun Watson to maybe get them to get the enemy, and they interviewed him today. Um, but now more and more Texans players are coming out and saying, "Hey, don't trust them. Get the fuck out." And he said that he, you know, there's rumors he'd waive his no trade clause for the Dolphins. You do that fucking trade. You know, everyone says, "Oh, you want to build around the rookie quarterback with a cheap deal." That's great and all. But no one in those situations have been faced with a guy like Deshaun Watson being available, probably somewhat below market value, just because you just tried to create a couple first round picks as opposed to in other years, because his, you know, his value is going to keep going down. But you fucking do that trade. And any Dolphin fan that says otherwise, you're stupid. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. You know, uh, I'm excited. The national championship was fun, and there's a lot of great players in Alabama that I know both of us would love to see on their teams. Devontae Smith, I mean, what a performance by him and Najee Harris. I think he's my favorite player in the draft. I would love both those guys at 3 and 18, but I would trade them in a heartbeat for Deshaun Watson. So, um, I would also 
trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you're just, you're, that's the thing. You, and, and you counter any argument with this has never happened. And the guy's 25 years old. He's not even entering his prime. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. So we'll see. We'll follow that situation. But it's going to be <laughs> off season for both. You know, you're still in the, in the midst of a head coach search, um, which kind of took an interesting turn yesterday with the Eagles uh, fired Doug Peterson. You know, there's now whispers that maybe he'll go to the New York Jets. But I've started to come off that position a little bit just because I don't think Joe Douglas – I mean, it seems like Doug Peterson wants to have a little bit of control. Um, and maybe he'll go elsewhere. So, yeah. um, but, yeah, it's going to be an exciting offseason for, for the two of us. A lot of cap rooms, great draft capital for both our teams. The Jets trade for Jamal Adams worked out the best it could have. You know, everyone knew the Seahawks were going to make the playoffs – but nobody thought they would be, you know, the number 23 pick. So that's good, too. Right. Yeah, I, I listen, um, I was happy to see Jamal get to the playoffs and then lose in the first round. Um, and the picks thing, you know, listen, this is what this team needs right now. You know, we'll probably we'll talk more. Right now, I know you don't want to talk about mock. I don't like doing mock drafts until after free agency. But gun to your head, I'm holding it. The pick is you're on the clock, one second left. What are you doing? Trevor Lawrence is off the board. I have one second left. I mean, see, you have to do it. This is your pick. Okay. Uh, um, my pick. You're picking. Right. So, uh, no. At this point, I think I'm probably because of you guys. I probably have to stick at number two and take like a, a, a Devontae Smith. Oh man, that would break my heart. Because the thing is, like he like like kinda to your point, he makes decent quarterbacks good quarterbacks. Have you seen so he's a small guy? Small like guy. Size wise. Small. Have you seen his arms, Pud? Um they're, um, like, they're like Mike Wazowski arms. They're yeah, super, yeah. I saw it for the first long. time last night. Yeah, they're super long. It's crazy. No, no I, I, I know. He's a freak. No, man, that'd be a good pick. Hopefully, you guys trade it to the Bengals. No, and I would also. I mean, between you and me, I can't. You know, you really can't go wrong there, right. either, because then the Jets still have their choice of a great running back. In Najee Harris, if they want to go that position, yeah. if they want to go that route, it's a little high. It's a little you need, high. You need you need you need playmakers though for this. Yeah, I know. Number five is a little high for a running back. It's, it, okay, it's so fucking kill me. Okay. No, I'm just saying. Whatever. Like, you know, I think the Jets with my draft is like if they trade the pick, is like Micah Parsons. Who's like this really, really good Penn State linebacker, or Jamar Chase, who's a, a great wide receiver. Jamar Chase was the Devonte Smith last year for Joe Burrow, and uh, he sat out this year with the COVID shit. Mm-hmm. So he's another one. But we'll do our mock draft again, right? Yeah. For the listeners. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Oh yeah. So. That's an uh, annual tradition now. When is that? Do we have a date for that yet? At the end of April, last weekend in April. Okay. Um, what else we got? Um, 
I mean, there's been so much to be honest with you. We could we could talk for hours. Um, just today, though, alone. Where are we at with time? What? Where are we at with time? Um, I would say we're probably about half hour in. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, and oh, you want to just talk about basketball starting real quick? Oh yeah. Um, so the NBA's, you know, they started, you know, since we've been back, um, and they're having a little bit of a COVID problem. Like it seems like every other night there's either a game postponed or. Um, there's multiple players sitting out either for personal reasons like Kyrie Irving or uh, for COVID issues because people are, you know, fucking time with that. And teams are like suiting up. I think the Heat tonight are playing the 76ers, I believe, and they've only got eight players. So um, there's an issue. And, you know, everyone, listen, all credit to Adam Silver over the summer with the bubble idea. And I think you're definitely going to have a playoff bubble in the NBA. For sure. Right. Um, because they can't afford this to happen in the playoffs without stars being out. But, um, yeah, I mean, everyone was crowning him as this, like, master commissioner, all this stuff, and now he's having this COVID issue in the league, and he was, like, acting all high and mighty before the end, the, the, you know, I know with the NFL season and college football season coming in, everyone thought it was never going to happen. And MLB, they also managed to work it out after their outbreaks. Like, you know, to me, it's probably just, I don't know if it's because you it's a maturity thing in the in the NBA, or it's not as structured as the NFL and college football. Like, for example, I think one of the reasons Alabama won the national championship last night is there's probably no better coach to have in a COVID year than Nick Saban. You know, to say, hey, listen, you follow me, we're gonna, you know, figure this, we're gonna get through this. Um, but in the NBA, like, you know, a lot of these guys are younger, so and they want to be out and about, and, and you know, the, no fault to that at all. But, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, going back to all the praise for Adam Silver. Like, listen, everybody's human. No one is going to master this fucking thing, you know? And, um, like, you know, everyone thought Goodell was going to fuck up. The NFL's, you know, pretty much no, not jinxing everybody. It's played every single game so far. And that's incredible. You know? Yeah. So. Liz Cheney just announced that she's going to vote to impeach Trump. Liz Cheney. Good for her. I'm sure her girlfriend told her to do that. Liz Cheney's girlfriend? Yeah. I think that's the wrong Cheney. Oh. Okay. Um, this, is the re- this is the Republican... What, what were you going to say? Oh, oh, not Dick Cheney? Not no. related to Dick Cheney? Yeah, related to Dick Cheney, but he has two daughters. Got you. At least... Um, what were you going to say about UFOs? Uh, the CIA, uh, did a bit, they, you know, they chose a good week to document dump a bunch of UFO files. Oh, fuck. What do we got? Uh, I haven't had a chance to really go through them yet. They literally just dumped this afternoon. Hot off the press. Yeah. Hot off the press. Um, let me see if, uh, let me see if anybody's talking about it. Yeah. Get some ink on your fingers. Well, that was because, is this related to when they, in the COVID bill, they had to, they like, they line item this, uh, what's it called? They added this uh, thing about disclosing anything about uh, UFO, like knowledge about unidentified flying objects. Um, I don't know if it's directly related to that order, but I don't think so. I think this goes back, this goes back longer than that. This is a FOIA thing. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, the the CIA has released Black Vault UFO documents. Um, and, uh, the CIA has released documents on unidentified flying objects called the Black Vault. Um, and it's made, and it's been made available for public download. So anybody can just go on to this Black Vault site and and click on any of the documents uh, uh so we you know you and i probably need to start looking that needs to be on our, our reading list this week yeah we should probably take a, a deeper dive into into what that means the, black vault. the last time i was reading something black it was the black dolphin in russia when was that? No, that's the, that's the, like, the Russian stuff is prison. The no, I know. I was making a joke. You know, why is it always, you know, you, you just, you don't get me. You gotta stop moving. You gotta stop moving. Sorry. I didn't want it to die. So. Oh, that's why you were moving so, so. Rapidly. Rapidly. Yeah. Furiously, I was gonna say. Furiously. Um, so yeah. Well, good. I'm excited to learn more about aliens. Yeah. Who who doesn't love that? I um. I watched the first episode of the Tiger Woods documentary last night. Yeah. How was that? It's a, I mean, it's weird. It's part one. It's just basically like I mean, it, it talks about all his wins and stuff, but it talks about how his dad's obsession with him. And you know, Tiger, you know, Tiger's faults a little bit. It's, it's turning into a fucking huge hit piece. Yeah. I don't know. I guess Tiger didn't green light this. You knew that, though. That's crazy. That sucks, man. That those things could happen. Freedom of speech. I know. It sucks. And it, especially if it's true. Yeah. You know? So. If Tiger's really concerned, he'll have his day in court. No, I I want to just do a quick segmento day per sale because you brought up the barstool fund. Oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kodak Black, uh, you know a little bit more about this because you you shared it with me, but I'll just say that he donated fifty thousand dollars towards the barstool fund. From he's in from, he's in jail. From prison is he in in jail or prison? He's in custody. That's all I know. All right. Let me look up Kodak Black real quick and see what he's been charged he's with. I wonder if he might, I'm sure he's got a guy that runs his Twitter on the outside. But I'm sure a guy like Kodak Black also has a, a, a phone inside. Um, maybe he sent it from his commissary. Oh, he's a, he's a big Trump supporter, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the guy with Lil Pump? Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so let's see, he was arrested, legal issues, you know, when, when Wikipedia has a legal issues tab on your site, you probably have some issues, so, um, he was placed into a youth detention center three times in one year, um, his most latest arrest, uh, was uh let's see 2018 to present um kodak was arrested on may 11th 2019 
for firearms charges on on March oh June twentieth or June twenty twenty uh, is serving his federal sentence at United States Penitentiary Big Sandy. Oh yeah. A high security prison in Inez, Kentucky. He is serving under the name Bill K. Capri, K A P R I. That's how uh, I would have spelled it. Bureau of Prison Number 18149 104. Um, and, uh, oh, in October, he was transferred to United States Penitentiary Thompson, which is in. Thompson, Illinois. Right. Yeah. So, like I, like I kind of thought it was going to probably be a firearms related charge. Yeah. Um, That's what I said. What was it? Uh, yeah. Said drugs. Uh, it looks like firearms and rape. Okay. Close. Um, but that was just a quick, you know, glance at it. I didn't, I didn't see his court filings or anything. Yeah, fine. Hey, well, let's let's get uh, see if we can get our esteemed father in the line, huh? Okay. And then get the Bible ready. I'm sure he's got a lot to say. There he is. You just hey, buddy, me. No, I don't like. Fuck, we're not buddies. We're, I mean, we're more than that. Come on. Okay, my son. Yeah, come on. I hate the word buddy. Um, we're we're recording right now. I'm here with your with your other son. Oh. Yeah. Hello. And by the way, let me be the first to wish you a public congratulations on uh, being a grandfather, soon to be. Well, thank you very much. I'm very proud of Brian and Melanie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, as you can imagine, this has been a thank colorful you. episode. He says thank you. Uh, as you can imagine, this has been a colorful episode, um, and um, I don't want to get into conspiracy bullshit with you. We just want to know. Just give us a thirty-second pulse of the country uh, and where things are headed. For a second there, yeah, it's um. What, why is that? Why, why? <laughs> because I thought you were going to say something much worse than laugh. No, no, he's. No, I mean, look, you know, look, why can't we call what um, 
when Twitter and uh, Apple and Amazon and Google have done to Pollard for what it really is. It's restraint of trade. Yeah. In, in addition to restraint of the First Amendment, which doesn't seem to matter anymore. What's that? I mean, I, I, I happen to have... I happen to have Twitter a- lawyer over here. What's that? I happened to sign on to Pollard before they were eliminated. Right. And I quite enjoyed my experience. The thing about it, now, though, is... Now, there were, some, there were some people that I found myself um, much against and would not want to follow. So you know what you do. Exactly. You don't follow them. Exactly. It's, it's the... They think we're idiots. Every, and everyone that I did follow were people that I wanted to follow. Right. It's crazy. You know, I, 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 I can't tell you, you know, I tweeted yesterday, and, and I tried over the weekend to stay off of Twitter, but I tweeted yesterday um, something about, uh, you know, the end of our great republic, and I got like, I don't know, um, 70 likes, I got like 12 or 15 direct responses. And every one of those direct responses was telling me to go fuck myself, drop dead and die. Somebody should kill you. Jesus. I mean, Twitter is literally the reason why this republic is falling apart. Yeah, it's sick. It's wait, sick. Th- wait, do you have receipts? I'm sorry? <laughs> do you have receipts? Do you, do you have receipts? Do I have receipts? Yes, for the tweets. Of what? Of the, of the tweet that you're referring to. Would you like me to forward it to you? I, I think that's what your son is saying. I, I know it. I've seen it. I'd like to report people for threatening Papa. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's report them to Twitter. I, I just blocked them. No, I that... Yeah. I did respond back. I did respond back with a uh, with a grammatical change from from one of them. Gotcha. So where so so we're, just so we're not go too too long with it. Where 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 are we headed? What's happening? And and what camp are they sending me and you to? Well, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, hope and pray that we don't get sent to any camp. I still have a little bit of faith in this country. Uh, but it's, it's waning a bit, and I think the next four years are going to be extremely difficult, especially the next two years mm-hmm. when you've got, I don't know, now 75 companies coming out and saying they will no longer um, contribute to Republican campaigns, and in addition to which, you've got United States congressmen and senators uh, putting Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and um, others of their ilk onto a no-fly list, listing them as terrorists. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I mean, and, and the fact that these people keep getting re-elected term after term after term after term for 28 years, 30 years, 50 years, whatever the number is, doesn't say a hell of a lot for our democracy. Well, now we're seeing exactly why. Look at these companies that were, are behind them. Now, one of the same companies that are coming out against Republicans and anyone else 
those are the ones that are footing are, are, are keeping everyone else up there afloat. Yeah. How do you think these people come out? How do you think these people how do you think these people come out million these people come out making, you know, they come into it, you know, making one hundred eighty thousand, one hundred thousand dollars a year, and then they come out being multimillionaires. Where is that coming from? No, I think that there's too much power in the hands of too few. Yep. And I think more competition would be better. Uh, I don't think that we need a conservative internet, but I, I can certainly see the uh, the possibility of that happening. Well, I'm not sure if there's going to be internet in wherever they send us. Probably not. All I know is... Do you think they'll keep us together? If you... I have to go, if I have to go somewhere, I know where I'm going. Where's that? And that's to RSC Shrugan. I'll join you. That... I have my, we, we were talking about that. That I have my passport still. I, I got to get my passport to you. No, he's an talking Israeli about passport? Israeli I have an Israeli passport. Oh, you have yeah. No, I don't have it as real. I need to get it renewed, although, though. Although, I was very close to uh, volunteering uh, to go fight in the 68 war, but my parents put an end to that pretty quickly. You're, 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 you're a Zionist. You're a true Zionist. I love this Um Let me ask you this. How much does uh, Oscar weigh? 6.9 pounds. I love you. Keep fighting. Love you, too. Love you. Bye. Amazing. He's a beautiful man, her father. Yes, beautiful. Agamemnon will uh, hopefully inherit his beauty. I'm muted. Oh. You're not muted. I mute by accident. It's better than hitting stop on the recording. Okay. Um, are you ready to go back uh, to the land of uh, the Bible? Yes. Need it more than ever. Okay, because this announcement today that I made is is very relevant. Oh, are we baby Moses? No. That'd be nice. Yeah. The birth of Isaac. Okay. Whoa, Isaac crashed, maybe. It's an I. It's an I. Uh, Genesis 20, 21. The Lord came to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At the appointed time, God had told him. Abraham named his son who was born to him, the one Sarah bore to him, Isaac. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded him. Abraham was 100 years old when he when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh and everyone who hears will laugh with me. She also said, who would have told Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne a son for him in his old age. Hagar and Ishmael sent away. Uh, you know what, let's not even go into that because it's a whole long thing and I'd rather just do it in one fell swoop. But at least we got to witness the birth of Isaac. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the, the first of many significant births in the Bible, I would say. Papa just texted us, Liz Cheney, yes. McConnell, a maybe? Oh my God. 
No, what was disgusting was Trump trying to steal a free and fair election. If McConnell votes, may, votes yes, then maybe what's his name? Maybe Rex Chapman will finally get his wish. What does that mean? Because McConnell will lose in Kentucky. Well, he's safe for another six years. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, Rex Chapman will probably OD by then. I'm not going to say anything, but you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let me make that. I got to make that call back because this person just emailed me. Oh. Uh, oh well. Let's let's just end the podcast for you then. <laughs> we might have to. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, listen, everybody. Unless you want to continue. Listen, Tall has to go make a phone call, everybody. I, I hope you all enjoy your week. And uh, he's going to call me later and interrupt something that I'm probably doing. And you know, But we're on his time, his schedule. It's fine. We're on Tall time. That was uncalled for. But I said it with a smile on my face. I know, I know, I know. Okay. If it wouldn't work, it would be, make more sense. I understand. All right, go make your call. Everybody have a great week. Love you. See you. Bye. See ya.